Welcome to the podcast again. You know, I'm so excited one more time to be with you here today. It's Proverbs chapter 14. It's the 14th day, and it's the 14th day that we have been putting building blocks into our life. And I'm I'm, I'm excited because there's so many things to talk about in Proverbs chapter 14. Let's go ahead and begin. And when we begin, open up your heart. Hear the reading of the Word of God. You know, the Bible says in Romans the 10th chapter that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Do you know that just hearing the Word of God can produce faith? Just hearing the Word of God will increase your trust in the Word of God. I don't know how it happens, but I know that it does. I don't know how God put this element, this power in His Word, but every time we hear the Word of God, even when we speak it to ourselves, even when we confess it, when we hear it in songs, when we hear it in sermons, whenever we're reading it or having the Word of God read to us, you know, it produces faith on the inside of us, a trust in the truth. That's what faith means. Faith means that we trust the truth, and the truth is God, God's Word. In fact, John 17, verse 17 says, Sanctify them by thy truth, O Lord. Thy Word is truth. Thy, you know, uh, it's, it, it's so important to realize that the Word of God is the truth. And when we hear the Word of God, it produces a trust in us for that Word. And so today, let's increase our faith as we go to the Word of God once again, and then we're going to pick out one concept, one truth, one principle, one verse, and we're going to expound on that verse together, meditate on it today. We're going to make effort today, concerted effort to put that word that we talk about into practice in our life. You may hear several other words that you want to put into practice in your life or words that confirm. You know, it's the 14th day of the month, and by this time, we have already heard 14 other principles, and now some of the things in Proverbs, we're just going to be repeating some of those same principles in other words, because truth is just truth, and all truth is parallel. All the truth of God's word is parallel, by the way. And so when we hear these truths from this chapter, uh, recognize those that confirm some other principle that we've already talked about and realize that God is just, again, repeating and rehearsing, recapping his word in your life. He is making sure that you can have these things reinforced, okay? All right, are you ready? Proverbs chapter 14, the King James Version. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. He that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord, but he that is perverse in his ways despiseth him. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of the ox." A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not, but knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. Go from the presence of a foolish man, when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. The heart knoweth his own bitterness, and a stranger doth not intermeddle with his joy. The house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. 
There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Even in laughter the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the foolish rageth and is confident. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is hated, even of his own neighbor, but the rich hath many friends. He that despiseth his neighbor sinneth, but he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not err that devise evil? But mercy and truth shall be to them that devise good. In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. A true witness delivereth souls, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. In the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in the want of people is the destruction of the prince. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. He that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his maker, but he that honoreth him hath mercy on the poor. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope in his death. Wisdom resteth in the heart of him that hath understanding, but that which is in the midst of fools is made known. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward the wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causeth shame. Ah, uh, how many wonderful principles of life do we see here in this particular proverb? especially here as we are beginning now to, to, uh, to build a, a strength, to build a collection, to build a reservoir of words from God, of principles, of precepts, of concepts from God's Word. This wisdom from the book of Proverbs speaks agelessly. It speaks to every generation in every situation of life, whether you're young or old, rich or poor, without regard to what nationality or race, color, creed, language, without respect even to what religious background you have had or, or what situation of life you're currently facing. The Word of God God is true. The Word of God paints a picture not only of where people stand, but also of where they can stand with God. This wisdom is the wisdom of the ages. You know, Ecclesiastes, which was also written by King Solomon, tells us that there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing today that has not always been and nothing today that's not going to be
be in the future, that, that the sun rises and sets and each one of us live in our generations and we face our circumstances and our situations, but the truth of God remains. There is nothing new under the sun. Truth is truth. Even though questions may change through the ages, the answers never do. The answers to every situation, circumstance of life, to every dilemma we face, to every tragedy and every triumph, the answers is simply Jesus Christ, the Word of Almighty God, that Word which took upon flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His image as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, full of mercy. You know, it's still God. It's still Jesus. It's still the Holy Spirit. Even right now in this generation, in this age, it's the same today as it was yesterday and will be forever. Truth is truth. Jesus is the truth. John, uh, the Bible tells us in John, the 14th chapter, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life and no man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the truth. He is the truth of God's Word. He is God's Word. And so today, without respect to what you're going through or what, what you're headed to, let's hear the Word of the Lord today. As we were reading through Proverbs chapter 14, I, 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 I had an inspiration when I got to verse 4. I just, I just felt, uh, again, some confirmation of the Holy Spirit speaking to me, and no doubt, uh, he's, he's not speaking to me for me today. This is not what God is speaking to me, but what God is speaking through me. I feel as though that someone who is listening today, someone who's going through these Proverbs, whether you're going through it, you know, the first round that we're going on, or whether you've accessed it, you know, at, at, at some later time, I don't know, maybe some later year, some later decade, who knows, maybe someone is even listening to this after I'm already gone to heaven or already departed and already finished my race here, my earthly race. But listen to what the Spirit of God has to say and make it applicable to your day. Put it in your life. Make it a principle of life. Verse 4 simply says this. It shares this truth, this principle with us. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. What does that mean? That means when you don't have a lot of animals in your barns, when you don't have to keep an ox, when you don't have to feed an ox, when you don't have to clean up after an ox, when you don't have an ox messing up things and, and, and pushing on a few things and breaking a few things here and there and, and maybe stepping on your toe every now and then or, or you know, uh, uh, you know uh, maybe messing up the barn or the stall or the pasture a little bit, when you don't have an ox then your crib is clean. That means this, it, 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 it's not as much work on you whenever you don't have an ox around. When your barn is not filled with an ox or with oxen, then, then you don't have as much work to do. Now, now listen, the oxen in the Bible is a picture of strength and labor, a picture of ministry, a picture of, of people who do the work, okay? God likens people who, who are strong and people who are, you know, are, are, are not, not necessarily aggressive, but yet, you know, the Word of God lends us to the reality that God chooses you know, um, um, aggressive, decisive, and determined individuals to lead the defining battles of life. God chooses, both heaven and earth chooses aggressive, decisive, and determined individuals to lead the defining battles of life. 
You know, all aggression is not evil or wicked. Sometimes we must have that passion on the inside of us that promotes us, that makes us get up and get out there and go first and, and get up on the line and climb that hill or take that hill. You know, being decisive and being determined is important. That's the picture of oxen. That's the picture of an ox. He'll work all day long, every day. He'll carry heavy loads. He's a, he's, he'll, he'll pull that plow. He'll pull that cart. He's dependable. You know, he's not going to just try to run away from you. He's not, you know, going to be biting and kicking you, those kinds of things. He works hard, but it takes a lot of food and it takes a lot of care to take care of aggressive, decisive, and determined individuals, to take care of those individuals that will do a lot of work, hardworking people. You know, sometimes they're a little harder, you know, opinionated, strong-minded people, those people that we depend on to, to, to win the battle, to, to do the majority of the work. Do you know that, that, that in many churches, as well perhaps in many businesses, I'm not familiar with business statistics uh, in this particular arena, but I do know uh, uh, offices, I do know administration, I'm both a businessman and, and a pastor, but I know in churches, statistics show that 80% of the work is accomplished by 20% of the people. That's just a rule of thumb that 80% of the giving in a church is given by 20% of the people. That 80% of the support is actually whether it's, um, you know, whatever resources is, time, talent, or treasury. Uh, 80% is done by 20%. That's a general rule of thumb. What does that mean? That means that there are a few oxen around that will do, that will accomplish, you know, uh, um, uh, four times more more than anybody else. It's important to realize that we need oxen. And that's what verse four continues to say. You know, where there is no oxen, the crib is clean. That means basically it's not as much work on you. It'll be a little easier. But also it continues at the second part of that verse, but much increase is by the strength of the ox. Yeah, the crib might be clean. You may not have to clean the barn out when you don't have oxen, but neither are you going to get to reap the harvest you could have reaped. You know, sometimes people don't want to put up with strong people. I try to surround myself with strong people. I like aggressive, decisive, determined individuals as long as they're aggressive for Jesus. And if they're not, I generally can temper that a little bit. I like strong and decisive people as long as they're loyal, as long as they're loyal like that ox and they don't just go around trying to tear up things or bite things like the ass does. The Bible says do not plow with the oxen and the ass yoked together. Deuteronomy tells us that. It's important that we know the difference in the people that we uh, have surrounded ourselves with. And when you surround yourself with oxen, people that can really do a lot of work and will do a lot of work, yes, it'll be a little harder. Yeah, they might break something. You know, you might have to feed them a little more. You might have to pick up after them a little bit, but they're not going to go running off. They're not going to go, you know, uh, 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 showing up late for work one day, or they're not going to end up just, uh, you know, uh, not producing. Because by the strength that an ox brings to the table, you will see much increase. Let me encourage you today to realize that some of the people that may be a little harder to put up with are actually doing a little more of the work. Some of the people that might seem to be just a little uh, more opinionated might have the best opinions. And also, you need to realize that some of the people that are opinionated are actually the people that are going to be doing the work. You know, I, I would encourage you to really watch and see uh, um, if the same people that vote for a project are the people that actually put their back into the project. 
that put their money into the project, that put their energy and strength into the project. It's pretty easy to say, yes, let's go this direction when you don't plan on showing up. It's pretty easy to raise your hand uh, and, and vote for something that you don't plan on supporting. That's, that's uh, just life. In fact, I tell pastors whenever they're, they're having business meetings in church that, that, if, that if you have 100 people in your church and, and uh, you want to build a new building and, and 80 people say yes and 20 people say no, you need to know which 20 people said no. Because if, if the 20 people who are going to do 80% of the giving and working and supporting and encouraging, if they're not for it, you know, it doesn't mean they won't go ahead and do it. But listen, it's important to, to not let a majority rule when the majority is not going to do anything to really make the project happen. Let me encourage you. Surround yourself with oxen. You know, take heed to the oxen. There's real increase. And uh, don't, don't get to the place in life where you discard or you disrespect or you in some way diminish the value of aggressive, decisive, and determined individuals, especially when they're the ones that are going to be doing the work. Let's pray. And let's ask God for two things. Let's ask him to help us to discern who the oxen are around us and, and to not get aggravated at the extra work that they may cause from time to time or the extra that we might have to feed them from time to time, realizing that they're going to be producing so much more than, uh, than others that are just sitting around and talking uh, or, or aren't going to give. But also let's ask God to help us to become like oxen, to become those who, who uh, you know, are, don't just have an opinion and, and uh, those that are not just aggressive or decisive, but rather those who will actually do the work as well. Follow up our decisions with our support, okay? Let's pray right now together. Father, Lord, we pray for us first, Lord. We pray, God, that you would help us, Lord, to be like the oxen, Lord, and not be like the ass, Lord, that are just looking to shirk work, Lord, or show up late or frolic around or play or bite or kick or, or run off every chance we get, Lord, whatever, Lord, uh, that, that, that may mean to anyone, Lord. God, we just pray, sir, that you would help us, Lord, to not be, Lord, irresponsible, Lord, or not be those who would vote for something, Lord, or, or, or talk something up but, but not be there to support it, not be there to, to put our money and our back into the project. Lord, I pray, God, that you would also, Lord, help us, Father, Lord, to, to have the strength, Lord, of, of the ox, Lord, that dependability that day in and day out we're found doing the same thing, trudging along, Lord. Your word says, do not muzzle the ox that treads the corn. Why? Because, Lord, you, you know, if if we muzzle the ox, uh, uh, Lord, he'll, he'll get weak, Lord. We can't keep from feeding the ox, and we can't keep from giving those that are doing the work the attention they need, because the, the more work they do, the more the, the more they need to be fed, the more money they need to be paid, the more they need to be taken care of, the more provision they may consume, but the more product, Lord, they will turn out. God, help us to realize there is a correlation there, God, a natural and spiritual correlation. God, help us to be like the ox, Lord, and God, help us to discern others, Lord, so that we can know where they fit into our plan. Give us mercy, Lord. Give us grace, Lord. Give us, Lord, a patience, Lord, with those that may cause us a little extra work, Lord, may rub us the wrong way, may be strongly opinionated, may, may uh, have, have a determination, may even seem a little stubborn at times, Lord, uh, but Lord, they just have an opinion, Lord, that they're willing to back up with money, Lord. They're willing to back up that opinion, Lord, with support. Lord, help us, God, to discern between those that are willing to work, Lord, for what they believe in and those, Lord, that are just wanting to give their opinion and move along. 
God, give us grace today, Lord. Lord, to be like the oxen, Lord, and to value the ox. Because as your word says, much increase is by the strength of an ox. Thanks, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, bunch of oxen out there. God bless you with the heart of an ox. God bless you with a daily temperament that just keeps on keeping on. And may God reward you and may your bosses reward you for the strength and for the increase and for the productivity that you bring to the table. But now watch your opinions. Temper your opinions with wisdom, okay? Temper your aggression with the Holy Spirit. Don't be prideful and arrogant. There's a difference between pride and arrogance and, and uh, an opinion that you really are committed to and willing to work for. God bless you. And also, just because you don't get your way doesn't mean you can pull out, all right? That's not the way we work. We're oxen. We're not asses. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you tomorrow for Proverbs chapter 15.